When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to the Colts, Matt Ryan to the Colts for a third round pick in 2022. Charles McDonald, lifelong Falcons fan. Not anymore. I'm going to try to quit now. This is so bad. <laughs> okay. I, I think when you think about Matt Ryan though, and what just happened, you can't like take the context of this weekend or the past couple of weeks without honestly taking like all the way back to 2008. Um, and the Falcons, it's kind of poetic in a way because the Falcons were in complete disarray when Matt Ryan got there. Uh, Michael Vick had left the year before, you know, the whole dogfighting thing. Bob Petrino quit like a few weeks before the season ended, literally just disappeared in the middle of the night uh, and left like a sticky note saying that, hey, it's been a pleasure, but I'm going off to Arkansas. Uh, and basically, they only had to deal with like that crap purgatory for like a year. You have the one year with Joey Redmond, Chris. Oh, no, no. Joey Harrington, Chris Redman, and Byron Leftwich. I remember Byron Leftwich one game threw a ball into the stands that he was, like, really trying to throw into the end zone. Uh, and then, obviously, a few months later, Matt Ryan comes in, and it's the first, uh, you know, or not the first, but he's, like, the, the stabilizing presence from day one. I mean, right. I think his, his first pass was, like, an 80-yard touchdown pass to Michael Jenkins uh, as a rookie. So, you know, you basically, you get the, you get the story of, wow, this team is – in no man's land and they're stuck and immediately Matt Ryan comes in and stabilizes it. And it's hard to get that out of my brain when I think about what the hell just happened this weekend where, you know, sure. Matt Ryan's definitely on the way down. Like I, I don't think the idea of trading him is bad in a vacuum. Uh, but when you go about it like this, like trying to trade three first round picks for a quarterback that has 22 allegations of sexual misconduct, harassment and assault uh, against him. And then souring your process in the middle of it, getting to the finish line with the Deshaun Watson trade. And then the Browns say, no, nah, here's a quarter billion dollars guaranteed. You lose that. Matt still says, I want out. And now you're stuck trading the best quarterback in franchise history, like by far, it's not even close, uh, for a third round pick after you basically just disrespected the last few weeks of his tenure by saying, you know, we're going to go out and get this guy who we just found out a week ago is not going to go to prison for, you know, a significant amount of time for these actions that he's committed. Um, I think it's horrible. Like the whole thing is terrible when you look at it like that, because, you know, people will say, oh, you know, Matt got paid for his time here. And I think that uh, Jamal Anderson, you know, the former Falcons running back, put it perfectly on Twitter the other day when he's like, no, like when you've been someplace for 15 years, it goes a little bit longer than just the money that you received over that time. Like these are personal relationships that have been built, uh, that have been founded with himself, ownership, coaches along the way. And to me, you just don't treat someone like this who has never had any problems ever throughout their career because over the past week, bro, I'll say this about Matt Ryan. He's a better man than me because if this happened to me and I was in his shoes, my whole ass would have been on the timeline on Instagram, Snapchat, any social media place you can find me, get me the hell out of here. And he went about like a pro and I respect him for that. But I don't think that you can be a Falcons fan and look at how this tenure ended and not just be like, honestly, totally disgusted by how this has ended. And now, 
They trade off the best franchise, the court, best quarterback in franchise history for a third round pick, eat $40 million in dead cap. And that's the Falcons way. So I'm, I'm mortified the more I think about it and talk about it. Cause I think it is like, honestly, one of the worst things to happen in franchise history. There, there are so many layers here. Um, I think you outlined a lot of it. <laughs> well, and we'll, get to the, we'll, we'll get to the Colts end of this later because maybe we'll end on some positives and maybe Charles wants to bounce at that point. But you, you just said that it's the largest cap hit dead cap hit in NFL history. It is uh, $40 million. Um, it's so weird because 365 days ago on this Falcon scene, it was Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. Now none are on this. Like yeah. a seismic shift in terms of the face of the offense, the face of the franchise. I don't remember one that is as similar to this as we are, as we are seeing right now. And what's left might be truly the worst roster in NFL history. Like, it's it, it's it, getting to that point. Well, the way I felt about the Falcons last year was that it was a miracle that they even got the seven and 10. Um, and I think a lot of that was due to Matt Ryan. Cause even if you just look at a basic stat, like point differential, they had a worse point differential than the Detroit Lions last year. Um, like this was a really, really bad team that somehow managed to get the seven wins and you have really not done anything to get better than that. In fact, over the past few months, you've gotten a lot worse because Calvin Ridley's gone, even though he wasn't really there last year. Uh, Russell Gage is gone, and now Matt Ryan's gone. And like you said, Josh, I think it's so funny because, uh, like this time last year, I had kind of optimism, you know, right, right, because I I had succumbed to the idea that they were going to take a quarterback at four. Like around this time last year, I'm like, okay, it's definitely going to be Kyle Pitts. And you know, you're sitting there for a few months, you're like, damn, okay, like we got Arthur Smith, he seems pretty smart. Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Kyle Pitts, Russell Gage. Like, at least it's fourth. fun, right, right, exciting, right. Something right. good's going to happen, entertaining. Because- and not only that, but if you're going to go in that direction at the time, like, fine, we'll, we'll surround Matt Ryan with, like, four pterodactyls on offense, and we'll get this offensive-minded coach, and we'll try to end out the end of his career by just trying to get back to the playoffs to see if we can make some noise. And now you are in, – in a year, you are so far removed from that. I don't even know where you go from here because Matt's gone. It's not like the quarterback landscape is looking great. And uh, if you look at, like, you know – certain websites Malik Willis might be going as high as number two to Detroit Lions um so maybe you you wait until round two and take a guy uh, I saw they were rumored for Mariota which uh it would have to be a pretty small one-year deal because they don't have much cap space left to play around with but uh they've put themselves in a huge mess and honestly it, it almost feels like the Arthur Smith Terry Fondo era it's going to be kind of a waste of time because I don't know how like, how do you even get to year three from here? Unless you just totally exceed expectations and win three games this year. I don't know how you get to year three. Uh, it, it's it's a really bad situation that they found themselves in. I just don't understand the process because they just tried to restructure him. Like, t- last week. And then now all of a sudden. It was agreed to. Like, yeah. they kicked the can on a seven and a half, seven and a half million dollar contract clause because it was agreed to. And then, like you said, down to the final two that turned out to no longer be the final two. For Deshaun Watson, I'm just going through like the Falcons' offensive depth chart at this side of the it's ball. So bad. Not even on, let's not even talk about defense, which was atrocious last year. Um, the offense, I mean, obviously they bring back Cordero Patterson. It's Olamide Zacchaeus, Christian Blake, Frank Darby, Chad Hansen at wide receiver. Tied in is Cal Pitts. You bring back CPAT, you have Mike Davis, and you have brought in Damian Williams. The offensive line allowed a ludicrous rate of pressures last season. In terms of on 15-plus air yard attempts, Matt Ryan was pressured on 49.4% of those passes. Um, 
you now you're going to put Marcus Mariota back there, apparently a uh, person who has connections to Arthur Smith in Tennessee, that connection, I guess was a solid relationship. It also led to Marcus Mariota getting benched in favor of, of Ryan Tannehill, who then took them to the next level. So why, like, I'm just kind of asking how you get to this point. And I, you, again, you did a really good job of putting the pieces together and the foundation together for all of this. And I understand saying that like Thomas Dimitrov was possibly the one that like tried to extend his period and it left them in a worse spot, but it also feels like they haven't done anything positive since then where it had like the last two year plan hasn't really been well thought out or, uh, yeah. or well orchestrated. Cause if it was, you're in a perfect spot at number four overall to potentially take either Justin Fields or Mac Jones. And instead you try to build around this veteran quarterback. And now that's all gone within less than a year. It's a mess. Uh, and I think one of the, the issues with where the Falcons are now, because at least last year, you kind of had the benefit of the doubt with this uh, new front office group, because Tom, I, th- I think overall, Thomas Dimitrov was a really good GM for the Falcons. I mean, you know, you're, you're there for almost 12 years, I guess. And for the most part, his employment was merited. Um, and I think, you know, you get towards the end. And I think what kind of happened was you get attached to that, that, that core of the Super Bowl team with you know guys like Deion Jones, where his contract hasn't panned out, Ricardo Allen, where they're still paying him, Desmond Trufant, Robert Alford, these are guys who have just come off the books in recent years. So you know you look at that and like, okay, this is kind of a mess, but we're going to give them like a year to see if they can show any type of vision, any type of plan, um, and it's it's it feels worse than it was before they got here because uh, like I said before, I don't know where you got quarterback. The offensive line is a mess. Calvin Ridley's gone. Julio Jones has been gone since last year. Russell Gage is with uh, Tampa Bay now. So not even that, like you're losing him to a division rival. That's going to help them as Chris Godwin gets back to speed. Uh, it's just, it's horrible. Uh, and like you said, like we, we haven't even gotten close to defense, which doesn't seem to be. It's Grady like, Jarrett and everyone else. Yeah. And it's AJ like, Terrell, excuse AJ me. Terrell. Yeah. So we got Grady Jarrett, AJ Terrell, Casey Hayward. If he's still got some left in the tank. Uh, I, I, I just really don't, I, I would like to just ask him like, What's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? Because you guys just seem to be kind of floating around with nothing to do right now. Not to add more onto this too, Charles, but they didn't even give up their earliest third rounder, the Colts. They didn't give up number 73 overall. All they had to give away was number 82 overall, which is Washington. That's so cold. That's so bad. That's cold. Come on. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable what we've gotten to. Okay. We need to talk about, the Colts end of this. Cause that's a, a real positive Charles. You want to stick around for that? Or do you want to go buy your Marcus Mariota Jersey? <laughs> no, I have no time for this. I'm about to okay. <laughs> go drink a beer and do something else and watch some TV for a little bit. Uh, Tom Brady is now the longest tenured quarterback in the NFC South. That that's where we are. You know, Yeah, I was going to tell Charles the saving grace. It's the saints and the Panthers in the division still. Well, now they're just handing six wins over to Tom Brady. Okay. So where are we now with, the Frank Wright, Chris Ballard era in Indianapolis, because to me, this move is somewhat akin to what Frank Reich did with Philip Rivers just a couple seasons ago. Yep. Um, to me, that's closer to what they want to be with a better roster now than what they kind of had to end up doing with Carson Wentz last year. And it was about three more pass attempts per game. The completions were, was much higher. The, Yardage, I believe, if I'm finding this correctly, per game was about 50 yards more in Philip Rivers' favor. And yep. he was sacked 13 times fewer in 16 games 
versus 17 games for for Carson Wentz. So at least for Matt Ryan, which we just outlined really what the situation was like when everything was positive, when Kyle Shanahan was calling plays for him, playing an MVP level, when you have great skill position talents around you, it's dissolved to nothing since then. Now with the Colts, Hayden, you go with their offensive line, which is not complete yet, but they have some really good pieces in Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith. You have Michael Pittman, who we think is an emerging year three wide receiver. And then Jalen Taylor is arguably the best running back in the league. What's your view of Matt Ryan, the Colts right now? And you get the AFC South. So when I just went back and watched Matt Ryan and he was still ripping it last year. Like I think the decline of his arm strength is a little bit overstated and I don't think they're going to have to uh, let him rip the ball that many times. He's got the perfect environment and the division's just so bad where I think they can sneak in. I mean, the Titans are probably worse than they were last year. So uh, I'm kind of optimistic for everybody really. And again, I outlined how Matt Ryan and when Julio went to Atlanta, there was a lot when went to Tennessee. There was a lot of, discussion of, well, he was open down the field. Matt Ryan just couldn't hit him. I would point that up to probably the offensive line in terms of pressure, in terms of allowing it, because while he's gotten older, it, it's impossible to think that Matt Ryan is as mobile as he used to be. And he's never been the most mobile quarterback at all, but he, his goal in every one of those situations is to find, you know, operable space, so, like space to work in. And we've seen that more and more and more get tested more and more and more. And that's just not fair to that style yeah. of quarterback, to that, to that type of quarterback. Um, I mean, to me where this screams for is Michael Pittman, who's being drafted around wide receiver, 24 wide receiver, 26, yep. depending on what drafts you're in on underdog right now, this is going to be the absolute latest. He goes and drafts for the rest of the summer. I mean, this is the player who as the X receiver, the one-on-one outside wide receiver this is a huge boost to him because as we looked and talked through his game last year with Carson Wentz man Carson would just plant those feet and then the trebuchet would hit and like sometimes it would work into a positive way just as an overall play and really as the only pass catcher out there it was all up to Michael Pittman to win it or to lose it and then hopefully create enough separation or won the contested catch that Carson forced him into. We might get more down to down series to series, game to game consistency. Yes. And I think like unlocking more comfort from the play caller and trusting like in situations to, to give Matt Ryan more in his plate than they were willing for Carson Wentz, who at the end of the day, by the end of the season, they were a little nervous that like those three to five plays per game when he would go off and you know improvise and do something crazy, they knew that they could lose them those snaps. Remember, we had that like red zone clips of Carson Wentz throwing the ball into the stands when he yeah. was throwing to Michael Pittman. So we don't we're not gonna have to worry about anything with that. The Colts have some caps cap space still because the Falcons are eating so much of this contract, but they don't have a first round pick. So I don't think that Michael Pittman's gonna have that much target competition. So I'm with you. T.Y. Hilton's still a free agent. Zach Pascal, still a free agent. I mean, I bet they bring in a second wide receiver here. Julio. There are some names. There are some names still out there. Uh, Eric Fisher is still a free agent at left tackle, so they still have some work to do there. I know they have brought in Matt Pryor at that spot. All right. That's going to do it. I mean, this musical chairs situation at quarterback during this offseason is wild. And there's still some names out there, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G. And it certainly sounds like Marcus Mariota is in line to be the starter there with the 
Atlanta Falcons. And that all hurts, all hurts the likes of Cordero Patterson. Okay. Yep. That's going to do it. Appreciate everyone tuning in. We have videos on Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, every single player that you can think about during free agency week down on the channel. So be sure to subscribe down below. All right. Talk to y'all soon.